Welcome back to Section 247's The Goal Line Stand, all football, all the time. I am Michael Lipinski, joined as always by Brett Halpern, and we are coming to you live from the Michael's Glass Company studio, 215-338-3293. Tell them Mike and Brett sent you, serving Philadelphia in the Tri-State area since 1978. Also, remember, check out our partner, Thrive Fantasy, Thrive Fantasy Sports, and the Thrive Fantasy app available on the Google Play and Apple stores, the newest and most exciting way to play Daily Fantasy. And if you were playing on Thrive, you would have had an opportunity to win 10K on NFL Championship Weekend and would have had the ability to get some free money by using code SEC247. Go check out the app, download it, use code SEC247 and prop up. This is our Hall of Fame discussion. We are going to take a look and see if we can formulate our class of, I guess, 2021 for the Professional Football Hall of Fame. We're going to run down some of the key guys here, uh, a little bit of bullet points, and then we're going to get a discussion about it. Yeah, and frankly, you know, I think you and I uh, deserve a vote in the actual uh, Hall of Fame voting process. You know, actually, they... So because of COVID, they, they it's already occurred. It normally occurs the Saturday before, the day before the Super Bowl. They sit in a room. It actually occurred via a Zoom call last week, surprisingly enough. Oh, so it's already done. It's actually already done. And every, only, you know, only the voters and the behemoth, Dave Baker, uh, <laughs> that guy, we got to talk about him more in the offseason, too. Uh, but he also obviously knows uh, who the fi- the yeah, Hall of Fame enshrinee. I don't know. I don't know what the term is in your uh, the Hall of Fame inductees. Yes, thank you. Forgive me. There's all these. Yeah, inductees. Thank you. And unlike the Professional Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, there will be people going into the Professional Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, yeah. Let's get let's get into it. Let's take a look at who is eligible, yeah. and some of these guys are going to be pretty much yeah, uh, they're going in. Let's start. Let's start with the the key position on the field, quarterback. Yeah, uh, some dude named Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton Manning, seventeen seasons in the National Football League, uh, five time MVP, fourteen time Pro Bowler, seven time first team All Pro, uh, Walter Peyton Man of the Year in two thousand five. Super Bowl 41 MVP, uh, third in career passing touchdowns, 539, single season passing touchdown record holder, 55 in 2013, career passing yardage leader, 5,417. That's also in 2013. Uh, for his career, this is, I, I mean, these numbers are, are awful, awful. 71,940 yards, 539 touchdowns. Both good for third all time. He's appeared in four Super Bowls, 41, 44, 48, and 50. He won in 41, and he won in 50. Uh, I was supposed to go to that one in 41. I thought you went to that one. You didn't... I, did not, I did not go to it. The forecast for Miami was rain, like yeah. leading, and it rained. It did rain in the game. So we said, ah, you know what? We'll go to the next one. Uh, and in the end, never happened. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I'm going to venture to say he's in. Look, he's he's he, 
If he's not, I would argue he's on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. But if he's not on the Mount, because Mount Rush, he he's a top five quarterback of all time. Exactly. On, on anyone's, even the people who are Peyton Manning haters, he's a top five quarterback. Top five, he, he gets, I mean, he, he is almost, you know, they. I guess you know how they argue how Tom Brady, when he retires, they should break the rule and just immediately induct him. I mean, Peyton Manning is almost of that stature, except for the Super Bowls. Uh, but one of the greatest of all time. Uh, so, yeah, Peyton, I already have him as one of our five going in. So that is uh, – but now we get to the wide receivers. This is an interesting group. I mean, all three really good players. I, I don't know how to evaluate them and then also how to evaluate them as compared with the rest of this class. This is The, the stats really open – really opened a lot of questions for me for for this. So I guess we have you you want to run down the bullet yeah. points for this? So wide receivers, the 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 eligible wide receivers are Tory Holt, Calvin Johnson, Reggie Wayne. Uh obviously all names there uh that have everyone of a certain age knows uh, huge wide receivers. Uh let's start with Tory Holt. 11 seasons, seven Pro Bowls. Uh, he was only a one-time All-Pro. 920 career receptions for 13,382 yards and 74 touchdowns. He's 21st all-time in receptions, a 16th all-time in receiving yards, tied for 38th for all-time TDs. Uh, most receptions in a season, 117 in 2003. By most receiving yards, 1,696 in 03. 12 touchdowns at most all-time for in a season for him. Also 03, he's appeared in two Super Bowls, Super Bowl 34, Super Bowl 36, obviously winning Super Bowl 34 with the then St. Louis Rams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I kind of thought his numbers were going to be higher. Really? So, I, I mean... Look, the, the greatest show on turf, they had, who was it, Tory Holt? Isaac Bruce. Right. So and then there, there was always a third guy. There, there was uh, Ricky Prohl. And then, yeah, obviously. Azahir Az Hakeem, remember him? Right. You, yeah. You throw in the run game. I mean, they threw the ball all over the place. Those yeah. numbers are are substantial. Uh, they're not something to balk at. Uh, yeah. let's, let's go to the next guy, and we can kind of go back to it. Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Only nine seasons in the NFL, and like we said on previous episode of the Goal Line Stand, Detroit just—they don't—they don't know how to treat players. It's awful. Six Pro Bowls, three-time first-team All-Pro, seven hundred thirty-one career receptions, eleven thousand six hundred nineteen yards, eighty-eight touchdowns, forty-seventh all-time in receptions, thirty-second all-time in receiving yards. Tied for 23rd in all-time receiving TDs. Let's take a look at his overall uh, picture. So 122 receptions is his highest in the season. Most yards in a season, 1,964. That's unbelievable. It's an NFL record yeah. in 2012. Most touchdowns in a season, 16, which came in 2011. So the year he goes off catching the ball, he, he doesn't even hit that, that, that touchdown number. Two playoff appearances, only 2011 and 2014. So no Super Bowls, obviously, for Megatron. 
let's get to the other guy. And yeah. I, it's, it's amazing to put him in as the other guy. But Reggie Wayne, 14 seasons, six Pro Bowls, only a one-time All-Pro. Career, 10,000, oh, 10,000, 1,070 <laughs> receptions for 14,345 yards and 82 TDs. 10th all-time in yards, 10th all-time in receptions. Tied 25th all-time in receiving TDs. Uh, some career highlights from a season perspective. In 2010, 111, 111 receptions. In 2007, 1,500 yards, 1,510 yards. In 2004, he had 12 touchdowns in the season. One, a, a two Super Bowl appearances, and he won one Super Bowl, Super Bowl 41, with the Colts. So there's yeah. our three wide receivers that are going in. So what, yeah, so what stands I mean, I out think to you here? What stands out to me is a few a few different stats. Tory Holt being tied for 38th all time in touchdowns. Eh, that that kind of takes a little bit of the shine. That that, that one that was illuminating to me, and also the fact that he was only a First team all pro once. That that was big to me. Um, now Calvin Johnson, it's it's just a little different because Calvin Johnson is one of those like a Terrell Davis, like a Gale Sayers, who or Barry Sanders did play a long time, but still stopped, ended his career short. And and Calvin Johnson did it on his own, not because of injury necessarily, but. I actually was expecting him to have made more all pros. And even the fact that he only made six pro bowls. I, I, I would have thought it would just would have been like almost every year. Um, the fact that he got 83 touchdowns, the fact in nine seasons, he had more touchdowns than Torrey Holt, I think sh- says something. The fact that he has the NFL record for most yards in a season Gives me and uh, is a reason I would choose Calvin Johnson over Tory Holt, um, you know. But then only two playoff appearances. But you can't. And that's something where it's nice to have those Super Bowl wins. But that's not necessarily just because of you. I, I hate that. Uh, you, you hear this argument all the time about halls halls of fame, whether it be baseball, hockey, not as much hockey, but football. Oh well, they don't have a championship. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, you could be saddled on a bad team and you put up ungodly numbers. It doesn't matter. You know, certain times you just can't, and at certain positions too. So, what about quarterback? I know, I know we're not talking about a quarterback now, but I think maybe, for quarterback, it maybe might, it's a little, a little different. different. Yeah. Okay. But okay. yeah, look, looking at this, uh, you know, I, Calvin Johnson's numbers, I actually was not a big proponent of Calvin Johnson. And the all pro thing is, is always interesting. It's more important to, well, let, let's preface that by saying at some point it became more important to be an all pro player versus yeah. a pro bowl player. Now yeah. there's, uh, we'd have to figure out with that line of delineation when yeah. the pro bowl started to just be whatever versus, you know, an all pro. Like I, I look at a guy like a, a Reggie White and a Lawrence Taylor, pro bowls were important. Yeah. Now you look at a Pro Bowl. Now they're playing it on Madden. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, it doesn't well, matter as much. 
I, I know. And also, you know, typically in the years where they played the Pro Bowl lately, you'll have like the fifth replacement coming in. But if you're named to the Pro Bowl, that still does mean something. Right. And uh, I look at all pros and because the all pro is a writers based award, I always hold uh, best way to put it is I because I take it uh, baseball guy. Right. So yeah. the Baseball Writers Association of America is the one who elects for the Professional Baseball Hall of Fame. And there are a bunch of old, idiotic morons who can't figure out, you know, who, who worry about other stuff. Yeah. Like I heard, I heard a comment about T.O. Oh, if we would have known that T.O. wasn't going to show up at, for his Hall of Fame induction, we wouldn't have put him in. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with what he did on the field. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Johnson's numbers, uh, to get back onto the point, really surprised me. Like, in I, yeah, a good I way? Or in a, a good way. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it. Megatron, blah, blah, blah. Maybe being up there in Detroit with nothingness kind of kind of jaded my opinion of them. They actually surprise me. It, look, I mean, and he does still have an NFL record, which he's the only of these three that have that, right? And a significant one. Um, if I had to rank the wide receivers, so I'm not saying I don't actually. So I have a few guys who I think get in. And w- when we get to them, I'll mention it. I I think a wide receiver could get in. And if I had to rank them, I would put Calvin Johnson one, Reggie Wayne two, Torrey Holt three. I, I agree with you. Okay, so you. I'll write that down. I would, and then I would we'll agree with go. you on all points, actually. Yeah. So, all right, so I'll write that down, and we will return to that to see if, if one of them, if essentially if Calvin Johnson gets it. I think at some point all three of these guys get it. The problem is there are so many – as the league has become more of a passing league, there's so many wide receivers. I do think all three of these guys are Hall of Famers eventually. I, I would agree there as well. Let's go yeah. to the offensive lineman who we love, Tony Baselli. Seven NFL seasons—that's remarkable. I, you know, you remember he came in. He came to. He went to uh, Jacksonville. With it was the uh, first pick right, ever to Jacksonville with a ton of fanfare and yeah. it, seven seasons, five Pro Bowlers, three-time All-Pro four playoff appearances. The the other offensive lineman that is up there, Alan Fanica, 13 NFL seasons, nine pro bowlers, nine pro bowls, six time all pro, three times uh, excuse me, one time Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl 40. So my thoughts here are I have Alan Fanica going in. Nine pro bowls, six times you're a first team all pro. You're going to me, yeah. And he almost, you know, to me, I think Alan Fanica goes in. I agree. And, you know, I actually, I, my first thought when I heard it that he was eligible, I'm like, well, he's not in already. Yeah. So, I, yeah, Super Bowl winner. I know we, you know, we we just talked about that. Now, Tony Baselli is hard because even more so than the Calvin Johnson, you're you're talking about just seven seasons, which is now you're in like the, the Terrell Davis thing. The thing with Tony Baselli is, if to me, if you have a candidate that's played seven seasons or less, they had to have been considered widely held and, and widely viewed as the best at their position. And he was. Because I mean, you think of, of those seven seasons, five Pro Bowls, 
three-time first-team All-Pro. And I think of those seven seasons, one or two of them, he was dealing with injuries. So basically every time he was healthy and active, he was a pro bowler and most of the time an All-Pro. So I, I don't – I have him as a maybe right now. Like I, I have him like a long – like he and Calvin Johnson to me are on the same level almost. So I have it like as a question mark if there's an extra spot at the end to go back to. That's how I view him. I would. I think that's a fair assessment of him. Fanic okay. is in. I mean, Fanic is yeah. in. No, no question about it. Get <laughs> and the if Tony Baselli, the, the, the sad thing is, if Tony Baselli was healthy and played several more years, was a first team, or excuse me, a first time, first ballot Hall of Famer. A- absolutely. The injuries just took him over. Actually, yeah. great on and great on the radio. I, I thoroughly enjoy his analysis. Let's yeah. let's, let's go to defensive line. And now this this one's interesting. Uh, Jared Allen, 12 seasons, five-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, uh, 22 sacks in 2011 was his career high, 136 sacks for his career, 503 solo tackles, 32 forced fumbles. He's 22nd all-time in forced fumbles, 12th all-time in sacks. The other eligible lineman, Richard Seymour, 12 seasons, seven Pro Bowl, seven Pro Bowls, three-time All-Pro, 57 and a half sacks, 326 tackles, four forced fumbles, four Super Bowl appearances, 36, 38, 39, 42, 136, 38, and 39, all with the New England Patriots. Let's discuss because my initial thought here on these guys is, is no. So I agree with you. My initial thought is is no on them. I'd be curious to hear what is your ranking between the two of them, even though they're both now. From eyesight, from uh, you know watching a guy play, it would have been Seymour Jared Allen. But looking at the statistics there, Jared Allen I think has to go bef- ahead of Seymour based off of stats. Oh, which I is think this is all. It, it, this isn't just based off of game film. Yeah, I, I think the problem, the, the difficulty in evaluating Seymour is you got to. So he played in a three, four, he played in the New England 3 4 system primarily, where he was at D end. He was the five technique D end, which is more of a run stopping position as opposed to getting after the quarterback. He then, you know, when it's interesting if you look at him, so he made his first two all pro teams in New England. And then there was like an eight-year gap, and it was once he changed to become a defensive tackle in the latter stages of his career in Oakland is when he made his last all-pro team. So I, I find that interesting that he was able to adapt. So this is a guy who basically became from a run-stuffing DN to a penetrating defensive tackle, which I think is also you know that's telling of a guy's talent. I, I think the problem, it's it just his stats are not sexy because of all of those things. Yeah, and this isn't the Hall of Very Good. As no, I, I absolutely, so, and that's why right now I don't have him in. Jared Allen, though, I actually was expecting more. I So, you know, in, the, in this era, with the passing, with the increased passing, you would also incre- you would expect more sacks. The fact that he's only 12th all-time in sacks, I would have thought he would be top 10. Now, he had that... 22 sack season right which is very 
impressive. As a, but as a fan, I hold defensive end play and defensive line play to a specific standard. Yeah. In my mind, it's Reggie White. Now, that's the greatest defensive player of all time. So that is that's a high standard. It's Michael Strahan. You know, there's certain there's certain is Jared Allen one of them? I don't think you well see the thing about Strahan, and we could talk about this some other time, is you know, so Strahan actually had more sacks than Jared Allen. But I would also tell you Strahan was one of the greatest run stuffing for three defensive ends, at least of the the modern era of this generation. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, like, when you see a, a Michael Strahan play, because he's the next guy, right? Reggie White's the '80s, early '90s. Strahan's the next, the the the, the '90s, 2000s. You look at it, man. You didn't want to. Maybe it's just being a fan of a team in a division. Yeah. Michael Strahan could cause you fits, and he was always going to get you. It didn't matter. He was always going to get you. Now, Jared Allen, I felt like he he was a sexy name there for a while. And he had like three really good years, right. and then it's just kind of tailored. But I also don't view him as good against the run as a stray hand. I would agree with you. I don't have him in, man. I don't have either of them. Yeah, I don't have – I, I agree with you. And Richard Seymour, I'm actually surprised I got to this point. I, I Honestly, I think that's – Seymour, it, it's going to be really tough. You You literally need to watch the game film. He, he was that good. He deserves to be here. He may even deserve to get in. It's just it's going to be tough because it's not with him. He's not getting in on stats per se. That's the difficulty. He's getting him. in on play. He's getting he's in getting on in on play. play. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you have to look at it that way. I yeah I I understand that. Let's move with the linebackers. Clay Matthews Jr. Nineteen seasons, four time Pro Bowler, sixty nine and a half sacks. 1,561 tackles, 27 forced fumbles, 16 INTs, 16 picks, 30 first all-time in forced fumbles. Also here on the list, Sam Mills, 12 seasons, five-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, former USFL Philadelphia star, 20 and a half, ta- 20 and a half sacks, 1,142 tackles, 22 forced fumbles, 11 interceptions, Zach Thomas, 13 seasons, seven Pro Bowls, five-time first-team All-Pro, 1,107 tackles, 20 and a half sacks, 16 forced fumbles, 17 INTs. Interesting, interesting debate here at linebacker. So, so let me ask you first, of these three guys, are there any that to you say you get in? Eventually, or right no, now? No, no, I'm talking right right now. Are there any that you would put right now on our five? No. Maybe. See, I, I think Zach Thomas. See, and I want to I say Zach Thomas, right? Because watching him play and then looking at the stats a little bit, seven Pro Bowls, whatever, but the five-team, five first-time All-Pros does stand out. And he's at that point where the All-Pros still kind of meant something. I, I could see putting him in, but then you look at someone like a Clay Matt. No offense to Sam Mills, who has a great legacy in in the world of professional football. Uh, Philadelphia is a star. New Orleans, Carolina, I, he's in. He's my third there. But 
I, I don't know. Make the argument for me. Well, so first, as relates to Zach Thomas, the I was not going into putting together these stats. I wasn't. Ex- I was not anticipating him being a five-time first-team All-Pro. I always kind of viewed Zach Thomas as he's making a Pro Bowl. He's kind of like the second stringer. Like he, but the fact that he was a five-time first-team All-Pro, it did it for so many years. Seven-time Pro Bowler, just a super solid player. To me, yes, he was never viewed as. He, he was in an era where he was never the best middle linebacker, but he clearly was. There's always two, right? And so he clearly was the second. It was probably either Erlacher or Ray Lewis, but or Derek Brooks maybe, but five, five first-team All-Pros in a 13-year season, seven, all those tackles, uh, to me, I think he gets in. I was going to say that's the more impressive thing is this this the statistics with the guys that were there at the yeah. time. So yeah. I would I, I can see you can mark me down as a soft yes on Zach Thomas. Okay, so the other two for me are no's. I don't even know how you rank them though because Clay Matt. So you know how we talk about how there's almost different kinds of candidates. We had the Calvin Johnson and the Tony Baselli's whose careers are shortened. Now you have a guy like Clay Matthews and a guy, another guy who's going to be like that eventually is Frank Gore, the, it, which is uh, we know it's not the hall of very good, but if you're very good for a, a obscene amount of time, do you get in? And with Clay Matthews, I mean, I think it, and it's funny, you know, Clay Matthews, his daughter that has like a Twitter campaign about him becoming an NFL Hall of Famer. But the thing is, you know, so his stat and she, you know, she points out, oh, he had more tackles than Lawrence Taylor. Well, yeah, he played 19 seasons. LT played 13, of which one he only played in four games because he tore his Achilles. You play 19 seasons, you're going to, and to his credit, started a majority of them, you're going to amass that many tackles. But you're of 19 seasons, you only made the Pro Bowl four times. You never were considered the best at your position. You were never an All-Pro. Your team never went to a Super Bowl. Now, you could blame Ernest Biner for that, but, you know, I, it, I don't I, – I, like, I, I have all the respect in the world for Clay Matthews. And I view him as a, as a tremendous player. I just don't think he was. A, you you got to shine at some point. I, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, you, you don't have to. I, I don't. I, I agree. You don't have to try and convince me. Uh, it's the Jamie Moyer factor going back to baseball. Yeah. Jamie Moyer pitched for 21, 22 seasons. And yeah. granted, he reinvented himself, but he wasn't a Roy Halladay. You know, they, they, were, they were different guys. And. That's for another show. Uh, let's get to the defensive backs here. Well, real quick, just and then to touch on oh, sorry, Sam yeah. Sam Mills. Sam Mills, I think, is good, just not a great player. I mean, he did, to his credit, he did make an all-pro. I believe that was actually later in his career when he was with the Panthers his last year, which is pretty remarkable, too. I think it's a great he's a great story. He's a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. He's, he can go down as one of the most unique players 
in yeah. the history of the National Football League. Undersized, maybe undervalued, uh, the heart of teams. Yeah. But that doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, to me, but I, I do think Zach Thomas, actually, I, I did not think that going in. Interesting. But the stats, really, that one, it, it sort of illuminated it for me. Let's go to the defensive backs here. Rondé Barber, 16 seasons, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, 47 interceptions, eight touchdowns, 1,251 tackles, 28 sacks, 15 forced fumbles. He had a Super Bowl appearance at one Super Bowl championship. Super Bowl 37 is not right on your notes there, sir. Yes, it it is. is. Yeah, it is. I got my years wrong. The next year was the the Carolina debacle. I forgot. Yeah. I'm trying to block it out of my mind. Uh, so, so you know, okay. Imagine uh, if that was just 46 interceptions. Yeah, I, know. I, I was gonna, I was gonna cut it. I was gonna cut it off, but I couldn't do that. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be fair. Uh, Leroy Butler, 12 seasons, four time Pro Bowler, four time first team All Pro, 38 picks, 20 and a half sacks, two Super Bowl appearances, 31 and 32. One Super Bowl championship. John Lynch, nine-time Pro Bowler in 15 seasons. Two-time first-team All-Pro. 1,059 tackles, 26 INTs, 16 forced fumbles, 13 sacks, one Super Bowl appearance, and a Super Bowl championship, also Super Bowl 37. Charles Woodson, 18 season, 18 seasons, nine-time Pro Bowler, Four-time first-team All-Pro, 65 picks, 11 touchdowns, 1,220 tackles in his career, 20 sacks, 33 forced fumbles, fifth all-time in picks at 65, tied for 19th all-time with forced fumbles, two Super Bowl appearances, 37 and 45. He gets the ring in Super Bowl 45. All right, uh, let's break this down real quick. Can we agree to eliminate John Lynch? Um, yes, but I will say his numbers are a lot better than I thought they'd be. His his resume is better than I thought it was. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, borderline. Um, I, I didn't think, that- think he made that many all pros. I think the guys that were that are that surround him at that safety position, Ed Reed, Brian Dawkins, in no order. Uh, Ed Reed's Brian Dawkins, Ronnie Lott, Troy Polamalu. He's not yeah. that. No, I, I agree. I mean, I agree. I, I'm just saying. I I know he kept making Pro Bowls because I always thought it was just he was just a popular player. But I didn't even think he made. I was amazed he made two um, All Pros. So um, the uh, I will say. Rondé Barber, I know your your personal feelings, but he's an interesting case. He's played a long time. He only made five Pro Bowls. He did make three first-team All-Pros. I believe I couldn't find the definitive list. I believe he leads all cornerbacks in sacks. There's something about that. I'm pretty sure he does. And then, I mean, he's got 47 interceptions. Eight touchdowns, like he was like a do it all guy. I mean, the guy literally played both cornerback positions, played both safety positions. I don't know if he necessarily gets in this year, 
But I think at some point, Rondé Barber's getting in. I think he gets in, and I'm just looking at, as we're talking Rondé Barber. Yeah, you know, this this list bothers me because Eric Allen is not on there, and Eric Allen should be on there, and Eric yeah. Allen should be in the Hall of Fame. But well, we talked I, about. I, I agree with you. Wholeheartedly. Um, let's look at Leroy Butler. What, what do you? Same thing. You know what? I was I, shocked he made four first team All Pros. I'm I like, was what, too. What the hell did I miss there? Yeah, because I, I, here's a guy who. He was always kind of there. Is that yeah, the, I, is that the way to put it? He was there. Yeah, I guess I guess you know because obviously he made those all pros while Reggie was there, and Reggie just had such a large that defensive line that was really you know they had him and Gilbert Brown. I loved Gilbert Brown. You know it was such a they just had such a large presence both literally and figuratively. You didn't really think about the defensive backfield. And I mean, credit to him that he had four first team all pros. I I don't know. I, I like obviously four first team all pros is better than Ronde's three. I just I look at Ronde's stats and they're so like well rounded. Like the twenty the 28 sacks, the forced fumbles. He did it all and did it at four, literally all four positions throughout a 16 year career. Um I also think that in the beginning of his career, he was almost like overshadowed by John Lynch. And it wasn't until John Lynch left that they started talking about Rondé more. And I would argue Rondé was the better one to begin with. I would agree that. I think that's a fair assessment on. And also the better of the Barber twins. Just throwing that out there. That that's they both pain me. Uh, (laughs) Let's go to Charles Woodson. He's in. Yeah, oh, he's in. I think, but the thing that surprised, uh, yeah, he's the lo- he's a lock. But I think the thing that surprised me there was the only was the uh, it was a only four time All Pro. I would have expected, for whatever reason, in my mind, more. But then again, that comes back to that whole All Pro argument. Yeah, uh, the, you know, it's strange too because he had a few right away as soon as he got in the league. Then there's like a, a dip in his play. There was a dip, you know, after when, when Oakland. Remember when he got there, Oakland was when he started in the league, Oakland was good. Right. And then he gets to a Super Bowl with Oakland. And then Oakland, you know, falls off a cliff. Then he gets to Green Bay, resuscitates his career. He gets, I think he go, he goes to the All-Pro once or twice there. And then he goes back to Oakland. And now he's a safety and makes so this guy's made all pro at both corner and safety. I'd have to go back and look to see if if Rondé did that. But I know Charles Woodson did that. So yeah, to Char- me, that's Charles, Charles Woodson's in. Lock, yeah, lock. So who do we have in so, so far? So, yeah, I'm so that's Peyton what Peyton Manning. Our Peyton Manning, Alan yeah. Fanica, Zach Thomas, Charles Woodson, and we have a fifth spot. Now, to me, the fifth spot should go to one of Calvin Johnson, uh, Calvin Johnson, Tony Baselli. Rondé Barber or Leroy Butler? I think we can – this is my opinion. Okay. I think we can eliminate Tony Baselli and Leroy Butler from that conversation. Why? Uh, Tony Baselli, just the length, overall length of his career. Okay. Uh, Leroy Butler, uh, yeah, the, the four hmm, the, the four-time All-Pro thing is is interesting. 
But if you're going to compare Leroy Butler to Rondé Barber, you made a very, very good, compelling argument on Rondé Barber that he was a more complete player doing that at multiple positions. Also doing that with another potential Hall of Famer in the defensive backfield with him, John Lynch. But it, it, does that detract from the argument because it was a Hall of Famer? Or is it saying, look what he actually did with another guy there? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's you know, then the other thing I wonder is, in reality, do the, do the guys vote in a wide receiver because there's going to be such a backlog? That that's true too. I mean, do do you just say and and it's a, more of a there's more shine to a wide receiver. There's more shine. Look, see to me, you go back to Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli, when he played, was the guy. He was known as the best, not only the best offensive tackle, the best offensive lineman each of those years. So. I know. I it's yeah. I mean, it. I don't know. This is tough. Um, I would put in if, if if I'm looking at those guys there, I'm probably going to go Calvin Johnson. Okay. Because of a man amongst boys in that short in that short period of time, <laughs> he was feared. He was the guy that you know you had to figure oh, out. But was he? He only made three first team all pros. I would have thought he Detroit. made more. And was, see, the, the, the all time, the, the, the all pro thing is so, it, 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 it's not a statistic thing. It's a, it's a voter thing. It, yeah. It's, it's one of those, oh, yeah, we're going to vote that guy in. It, it, it's like a gold glove in baseball. It, it's not based off of statistics, it's based off of, of votes. It, it's, yeah. Of of maybe maybe he didn't get along well with uh, what's the guy the Detroit from the Detroit Free Press that always calls him WIP he didn't get along well with him Mitch Albom you yeah. know and so we're not going to vote him in and that's the one vote that doesn't get him in I, I don't I, I gotta tell you so I'm this is tough Baselli yeah. is, is out so I'm, to me Baselli is out Leroy Butler is out of this specific conversation. If it's okay, so then if, if we're gonna do between Calvin Johnson and Rondé Barber, or do you not agree? I, I or do you not agree? Do you? I could see a scenario where it's Butler, based I, off I, longevity, I, Butler and um, and Barber. Um, here's my thing with Rondé Barber. He gets in. You know what? I'm gonna have to watch like. 550 freaking times throughout this goddamn induction. It's that stupid interception. You know, they that were goes, talking about that him. Down I, I, stadium. I'd have to look at it more. They said that was actually his greatest game of his career. Oh, he, I think oh, he had a, I think he had a second game. interception in that league, in that game. I don't remember. Oh, there's, I, I'd have listen, to go back and look. Here's what I remember. Deuce Staley ran down, ran down their throats. The Eagles stopped running the ball. Blaine Bishop didn't tackle Joe Churavicious, and then that play. Yeah, that that was true. But I guess that's another thing we could talk about in the offseason. But um, this is to me. I mean, this is hard. But this is fun because it's like, oh god, I don't. I just I have a hard time saying no to Baselli because he, of any four of these guys, maybe you could argue Calvin Johnson in um, in twenty twelve when he had nineteen hundred sixty four receptions. But of these four guys, only one of them you could say was considered the best at his position for more than one year. 
And that's actually Tony Baselli. That is a that is a fair point. Um, man, it, it, it is hard. And this is our vote. This is how we would vote. This isn't necessarily going on what we think the, the Professional Football Hall of Fame would do. Yeah, because I think the Hall of Fame is going to put in Calvin Johnson. I, I would agree with you that they put in Calvin Johnson. Um, looking a yeah, little bit further at, at some of at, at some of Tony Baselli's stats here. And, you know, the other thing that's always worth looking at is, is the comparable player, right? Yeah. Who does he, who does he compare with? Yeah. And I see, man. All right, so the all-pro teams. Wow. I mean, it, it's the sporting news. It's the. Oh, he made everything imaginable. Yeah. I, I mean, who and who he compares to is is pretty. Who's he compared to? Let's see here. We're going to click the link, and if Pro Football Reference would decide to work. I don't want to. I don't want to compare him individually to a player here. Can you pull that up on your computer? I, I could try. Um, one second. So Leroy Butler, out. We have to narrow it down. You got to. You got to pick and choose here. We got to narrow it down. By okay, I'm all, right, I'm all right with Leroy Butler being out. All right, so we're we're going to take him out. Yeah. Man, I, you know, three. Uh, yeah, this is this is tough. This is tough. And you got to factor in here. Tony Baselli was named second team All Nineties in in a short period of time. You know, he was yeah. out of there. It was only f- four full seasons. Um, I'm comparing. Um, I don't know. I don't want to search. I thought there was just a thing that said it'll just like list it. Yeah, I, they must have changed it to it to a search feature. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm. See how many penalties? He only had eleven penalties his whole career. That's pretty good. That's actually a, a very impressive stat from. From that end, I, I still I put my vote down for Calvin. I, I put my vote down for Calvin Johnson. We have to come to a consensus. So, um, if you want to do Calvin Johnson, I'm okay with it. We we have to. I think you got to do the eliminator. You, you know, not to be confused with the eliminator from you know total elimination from the eliminators. Yeah, uh, of ECW fame. All right, so we, we, we've removed Leroy Butler, right? Yeah. Okay, he's out. Rondé Barber, we think, is going to get in. Statistically, I think he could be in this year. Yeah. Um, I, I'm okay with getting rid of Tony Baselli. I, I just think when you look at it, when we understand line play, and, and he's going to be a guy that gets in. But when you're looking at this as a, as a whole, an impact player, uh, not to be confused with the impact players, Justin Credible and Lance Storm, uh, also an ECW tag team. Uh, you know, I don't know that people think that way. And we're, look, we're linemen. We value that a little bit different. It's not Alan Fanica. 
maybe you should. Alphanica is just easier because you put this is um, this is the unfortunate uh, side effect of Vasily's um, career being shortened by injury. That's the problem, right? So if we take that out now, do you argue Calvin Johnson's career was too short? It was only nine seasons. It's only a couple seasons longer. He walks away for you know because it's Detroit. Do you hold that against him? Yeah, look, there's something about Calvin Johnson. I'm just not. I I I thought the stats were going to show me a little more. I don't know why. I just. I don't know. I think maybe it's only because he played nine seasons and he walked away. And I think you you can also argue from a wide receiver perspective, he could be shut down, right? So yeah, he's Megatron, but there are certain wide receivers. Like you weren't stopping Jerry Rice. He was going to get you once a game. You weren't stopping T.O. He was going to get you once a game. Michael Irvin, he he was going to get you. You know, there were certain guys that were going to make a play. Calvin Johnson, on the other hand, could you could stop him? But is or is that also a product of him being on the Lions? Uh, it's it's a great it's a great argument. Was he he was with Matt Stafford though the whole his whole career correct? Yes. Yeah. So. Am, I, am I walking my way into putting Rondé Barber in? No, I don't think it's Rondé Barber. I. For some reason, I, if I had to predict, I actually think they're going to end up putting Reggie Wayne in. That's that's actually what I think is going to happen. Um, but I, you know, I'm, you know what, I'm deferring to you. I we've we've we basically like eliminated it and discussed. So I, I'm literally going to defer to you on the last one because, like, I kind of spearheaded the Zach Thomas one. So I will let you spearhead the last one. The other. To me, the three most obvious were Peyton Manning, uh, Alan Fanica, and Charles Woodson. Zach Thomas is probably the next, but I kind of was like, I pushed that one, so I will give you the fifth one, and I, and I trust you in that, and that will be our that will be ours. Well, I think it's going to be Chad jo- Chad Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Chad I mean, you realize, by the way, other than Peyton Manning, we've now screwed the other four guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, we put it, bad juju on them. But yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's going to be Megatron. Megatron is the guy that okay. goes in. That is our, that is our five. Now, we, we, we invite you to have a conversation with us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, at GL Stand Show, debating this. And uh, we'll, we'll slice this up, actually, and put it out there for audio purposes on, on social media to further the discussion after you listen to the full episode. Uh, check out our partner, Thrive Fantasy and the Thrive Fantasy app. Newest way to play daily fantasy sports. Like we were saying earlier, they gave away 10K for a championship weekend. There's going to be more coming up for the big game coming out of Tampa. Prop bets, over-unders, it's it's great. It, it's tremendous entertainment, tremendous fun. ThriveFantasy.com. The app is available on Google Play and Apple Download it, use code SEC247, and we'll throw you a few bucks. And hey, prop up. We'll be back next week. We're going to be discussing Super Bowl moments and memories and not related to our football teams. And we will be previewing the big game. 
I'm Mike. That's Brett. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye.